0: The G20 group of uh, countries, you know that South Africa is uh, quite instrumental in that important grouping. Well, there's a Youth20 as well. And I'm quite happy that uh, from a South African part, we do have uh, young people who are quite involved uh, in uh, what uh, we call the um, Youth20, right? I'm joined by Akona uh, Tlocheni. Thank you so much for joining us here on Ubuntu Radio. Really a pleasure for you to join us.
1: Excited to come here and talk to you.
0: Let's talk about uh, the Youth20. What is it about?
1: So the Youth 20 is a youth constituency of the G20. So it's kind of like a direct, direct replica of the G20. So we also have the same G20 countries represented, and the EU and other observer countries also who were sitting in our negotiations. Yeah. So we had um, nego discussions off record since February. Um, so we did our working group and track work. So we had four different tracks. So it was youth employment, sustainable and livable planet diversity and inclusion, and also digital transformation. So the four delegates which were chosen um, sat in those different working groups since February up until um, July, which was the official summit. So we did kind of the prior work and research and uh, consulting different bodies in our own countries. And then towards the summit around about May, we started compiling all the policies from each country with the other G20 countries to kind of Um, condensed the communique. So by the time we got to negotiations, we had condensed the document maybe from like, excuse me, from like 10 pages to five pages. Mm. So that by the time we got to negotiations, because our negotiations were from the 17th to the 24th. So we didn't have like a long time to be sitting and discussing. So by the time we got there, we had a few points we wanted to Stick on, and each track I think had two pages in our communique, so we had to condense everything to two pages, so mm. yeah, so we we condensed our policies based on the theme mm-hmm. of the track, yeah. so for youth employment, our track was this year's creating so- social security nets for social entrepreneurs and youth employ- employees, so that was basically the theme we were creating all our policies under, and all yeah. our research was based under so after that, then, in the summit, we did the whole kind of I think it was around about three days of negotiations. And then in the final session, the final day, we voted the whole communique in.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Let's talk about. Um, I mean, the G20 is quite important um, instrumentally, and I hear this the subject matters as far as uh, you know, social security, but the youth. You had to obviously focus on what are the pivotal issues uh, facing the youth right now. Well, amongst the formation, we we'll get into why South Africa is important for the for this kind of group of common, which is dominated by those in in, uh, in Europe and Asia as well. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the subject matters, um, are we seeing a lot of parallels? Where we say, you know, the youth as far as this is a very diverse uh, grouping that there's some parallel in terms of the issues that uh, young people are facing
1: initially we we had to do consultations with a lot of like youth groups in our country prior to presenting the policies to uh, kind of our our tracks. So we started assessing the issues based on the theme and the issues facing South Africa. So particularly, I can speak mostly on my track. Mm -hmm. So with youth employment, we know the youth crisis currently happening in South Africa, especially the youth employment crisis, sorry, especially after COVID-19. We found a lot of people becoming entrepreneurs and not having formal employment anymore. So the theme they chose was very kind of like prominent in South Africa for specifically the youth employment track, because I know a lot of people have started creating their own businesses, becoming influencers, and trying to navigate the space of having degrees even, but not being able to be employable. So I think that's what also made me a bit um, excited for this track, Um, even though initially my background is in environmental management. So one would think I would be in the sustainable and livable planet track. Yeah. But then um, I am also someone who just recently graduated in April or completed my degree I'm graduating in December. And I think I found a lot of those themes applying to myself. Yeah. So when I was speaking, I wasn't speaking about a topic which is, you know, abstract and out there, but I also could apply it to my personal challenges and frustrations right now. So I think, yeah, it was a very kind of relevant parallel theme with our current South African crisis. And also when we started having a few meetings with the G20 Sherpa and the the Department of International Relations, we also started seeing the parallel issues with our track work with the G20 kind of working groups. So it, it was also very interesting to see how maybe our communique can eventually filter into the work our current G20 leaders are also working
0: on. Yeah, there's a lot of talks about um, many decisions by world leaders are being made with little or very few participation, or sometimes non-participation of the youth as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the G20 perspective, you are seeing that young people are, you know, keen to engage uh, world leaders to engage on pertinent issues, be decision makers on those important issues that affect them.
1: Mm. And I think the other thing we still probably are struggling with is the confidentiality, obviously, of G20 protocols and issues. Mm -hmm. And also maybe because we're not really formal employees of these departments. So we were recruited by an NGO. Mm. So you can kind of see the separation of, like, maybe the, the agendas or the work being done, yeah. whereby in other countries such as um, Saudi Arabia and your they are recruited by the Ministry of International or Foreign Affairs. So, I think that's maybe the, the bridge, the gap we want to bridge going forward is how can we have the Y20 also be absorbed under, even if it's the G20 presiden- presidency or under the DOCO department, the G20 um, group. Because I think sometimes when we Visualize our policies we don't have a direct link or direct communication with people working on the g twenty working groups, so sometimes we we base it on you know our own knowledge and yeah. obviously sometimes it's not as informed because we can be considered not really experienced in the diplomacy space. But since a lot of us have done a lot of work at grassroots, we are in the youth spaces, we we work for NGOs and we are in varsity spaces as well. Mm. We can at least get our knowledge from lived experiences as well. Absolutely. So you can't also just um, not acknowledge that part as well.
0: In conversation uh, with a young South African uh, Akona, because Jane, she is uh, quite an important uh, player as far as uh, issues of young people are concerned. Within the grouping of uh, the Youth 20, as we know that the G20, uh, which is currently uh, being chaired by Indonesia, is, is yes. And then I, I, I gather there will be a lot of uh, interaction as well uh, going forward with yourself and your grouping. How did you get to participate in, in the World 20 South African part?
1: Okay, so there is an NGO called the South African Youth for International Diplomacy. Mm-hmm. So so they are um, in charge of recru- or they yeah they play the role of recruiting the Y7 and the Y20 delegates. Yeah. So um, in May, there was a couple, I think it was four delegates who went to the Y7 but um, in the Y7 we have an observer status, not a permanent seat Absolutely. such as the G20. So um, they recruited us so you basically apply like online, there's a Google form, you fill that in and you state the track you're interested in and why you would like to represent south africa so that's how we were recruited um for this year's delegation
0: yeah the experience rewarding
1: it 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 was very amazing in the sense that i am used to simulations so um i went to the bali indonesian model un in 2019 but that was kind of like a simulation and the country i was um representing was finland Mm. so there was nothing much i could relate on but it was exciting in the sense that it was you know on 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 your feet you had to think on your feet and you had to do a lot of research because it's a country you don't know of. But this one was more personal because it was a country I come from. It was Mm. issues I've seen and I represent and I also have lived experiences of. So that's kind of how the dynamic changed. And also um, every time I tell people about the experience, I always say that, it was interesting to see people representing actual policies and principles. So no one is playing hypothetical or kind of a simulation anymore. People are there, especially, you know, countries um, which are more kind of conservative or very strict on a certain way of life. They would go there going to kind of like fight for a certain agenda. So I think that's what made it more kind of thrilling for me. I know it's like draining and exhausting also to be in a space where people don't want to reason, Mm. but it was also very interesting to see that this is the real world we live in Mm. this is how our careers and our work is going to look going forward now so i think that's what kind of made it more rewarding for me it was like it wasn't a waste of my time doing an ideal maybe i'll never apply again it was seeing that this is how diplomacy currently looks in the world?
0: Definitely we want to follow up in terms of also culminating to uh, the G20 meetings as well. I think uh, it's one platform that South Africa really regard as quite significant as far as um, to change the uh, world regime as far as the economies are concerned. I think as we conclude our conversation, two things. One, South Africa's participation in the G20, but also the youth. What are some people, when young people are looking at Mm -hmm. in terms of what should South Africa be prioritizing as far as uh, those meetings are concerned in the G20 uh, level?
1: Um, I think for me, I always say that we tend to adopt a very Western perspective, especially in the climate space. And COP is also coming up next month as well, COP27. So I think South Africa needs to have a more kind of African agenda. So I I think, especially in the G20, you you kind of get lost amongst the kind of Western countries because you're the only African country. And the best you can do is partner with global South countries like Argentina and your Mexico's kind of developing nations to kind of vote um, policies through. But I think we need to kind of now have more representation of an African agenda. And that's how the AU being part of the G20 conversation is also coming up. I think South Africa needs more allies to push more of the African agendas. What all that
0: agenda entails?
1: I think for for me, I think it's how do we look at supporting the loss and damage from an African perspective? Uh, For example, in the climate conversations, because I know the whole climate conversation has been... Going green. Yeah, predominantly kind of like taking um, front for this year. Um, in the G20 conversation, the ministerial conversations now. And um, we've seen the kind of push and pull because the West kind of wants to push us to quickly go to renewables without considering our context and considering our history. So I think that's what we need to look at as... Africans is how do we contextualize our experience and our past and our policies and our people and see how we can develop policies. Yes, we need to start transitioning. And the science of the climate issue is real. Um, The 1.5 degrees Celsius, we are approaching it very fast. So I think the idea now is how can we use, and I know um, Minister Pando always speaks about it, is how we shouldn't be forced to just jump on the Western ideas or support the Western views without first contextualizing and and understanding where we stand. So I think I, I want to kind of encourage our leaders to keep doing that is thinking of the African person, thinking of the African problems and not just implementing Western solutions just because we are told we need to move with the global trends.
0: We should have a roundtable discussion in terms of uh, what is the youth agenda as far as climate change is concerned. I think it's quite important. I'll put that on your table. Yes. For us to engage further.
1: Yeah, I've been on a lot of panels trying to push the youth agenda. Because I think for us, it's just the whole thing of going back to basics, yeah. because I always say to people where I grew up in the Eastern Cape in King Williamstown, yeah. the whole idea of sustainability is not a new thing. Yeah. Like we, we keep praising this whole new thing of um, meatless Mondays. We had meatless every day except Sunday. <sighs> so plant-based lifestyles have always been a thing for us. Um, compost making, recycling, reusing, having water tanks, um, you know, making your food from a fire outside. Like this whole thing of burning a lot of fossil fuels and energy and, mm. you know, wasting water. It's, it's not foreign, but it's not really attached to us. So I think that's why I always say we need to come up with our own solutions because for us, my grandmother, my mom, and like how they grew up, it was a sustainable life. Like Absolutely. They didn't have much of a carbon footprint, mm. but now they're paying for the effects of what other people did.
0: So you handed me a communique. Yes. Is it a still it's still a, a secret um, document until the deliberation happens and there's a release yes. in terms of the interventions and stuff? You needed to submit your communique to the Director General in the Department of International Relations and Cooperation, uh, Mr. Uh, Zendengo?
1: Yes, so um, as soon as we were done with the summit, actually, I think it was a few days afterwards, the communique became public. So you can get access to it on the Y20 Indonesia um, website. So um, it's accessible to everyone. So in the past few weeks, so I think two weeks ago, the en- the last week of September, we handed it over to Ms. Trudy Makaya. Mm-hmm. So that's the G20 Sherpa under uh, the presidency's office. Yeah. And then today I just handed it over to the DG, um, Mr. Zane Tango. Mm-hmm. And basically we are trying to kind of like ask them to consider it going forward because we know they're currently in the process of going to the G20. And sometimes some of the policies we looked at can be integrated into um, their current working groups and the overall agenda. And we are kind of pleading for it to be considered because I think it would be very exciting for in this year to have the youth um, voice be represented as well because I know the Indonesian chair for the Y20 is also going to present it to the Indonesian chair for the G20. Mm. So I, I'm not sure if they're going to read it at the meeting or the presidential meeting um, at the G20, you will love or, that. Mm. <laughs> or it would be um, given in in advance prior and then maybe just considered. So yeah, but I think we also wanted to play our role as young South Africans and reaching out to our government and not just expecting that maybe our president will. Encounter it at the G20 summit, but hoping that we can also get it to them now.
0: Let me thank you so much for your time. Good luck with all the hard work they're doing as far as environment, but also uh, youth activism as well, So, which I think is one <laughs> important as far as environment. And also now you tap into issues of um, empowerment of, uh, of the youth, which is quite important. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you very much for it's having really a pleasure. me. Pleasure.
0: All right. And as you've heard, you can go to the Y20 website, Indonesia G20, so you can find all that information. The communique will be available there as well.